y'all. What's going on, Free Chapel Young Adults? Welcome to the Free Chapel Young Adult Podcast. We are here. I am one of your hosts. I am Aaron Marshall. I'm the Young Adult Pastor here at Free Chapel, as well as the Director of Free Chapel College. But I'm here with my incredible team and host or co-host. Let them know who you guys are. Hey, I'm Madison Harper. I'm the Young Adults Coordinator here at Free Chapel. Hey, I'm Jordan Ball. I'm the Young Adults Pastor at Free Chapel Midtown. My name is Skylar, and I am on our Young Adult team. All right, we're excited. It's, y'all, we've been praying for this. We have. We have been praying for this, and we are finally here. But before we get into our topic today, we do want to give a couple shout-outs. First of all, shout-out to all of our young adults. Woo-hoo. Midtown, Gainesville, Brazelton, uh, Spartanburg, mm-hmm. OC, uh, Gwinnett, uh-huh. uh, our Alpharetta yes. young adults. And then even our young adults online, because yes. we're getting global, you guys. We I don't love know the online that. family. All right, we're saying what's up to you guys. Thank you guys for supporting and tuning in. Um, to get us started, I just want to share before we get into our topic, uh, what this thing is all about. What we want to do is, um, as a family, is just have couch talk. We want to get in the living room and have a conversation on things that you guys are thinking about, things you are praying about, things you're trying to figure out. We just want to speak into those things to be able to help you and guide you, um, hopefully encourage you, um, no matter where you are and what you're processing. So that's what it's about. We care about your life, we care about your soul, and we care about your witness. So here, we just want to create space to just have some good conversation to hopefully encourage you and help you in your walk with Christ. So we are here. Yeah, we're here. Episode one. Yeah. So let's get into it. The thing we want to talk about today um, is Christianity and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know, and we've all have felt this sort of tension um, as believers in, in our years living, um, that being a Christian in culture, i.e. the workplace, gym, uh, school, it's hard. So why is it hard? And what are some of the challenges that we can kind of touch on today um, that young adults face in culture? Mm. Well, immediately I think that the world thinks that culture has more to offer than Christianity. It's like culture is more fun. There's more to do. It's more lit, quote unquote. But I think with Christianity, we not only can have fun, there's obviously there's that stigma, like Christians are boring. What, what do you guys do? Go to church all the time or whatever. But we not only can have fun, but we have fullness. And mm. culture cannot have fullness and fun. Wow. They can have fun. They can have temporary. They can have that. But we get to have all of the above. We have abundance, fullness, all that exceedingly abundantly, as the Bible says. But yeah. that's what immediately pops into my head when it comes to the whole culture Christianity wow. debate. Yeah. It's a good good perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things too, especially like if you're in a workplace or whatever, you can't participate in everything. Yeah. And so sometimes you right. feel like you're the isolated one out that like you, you don't fit in with everybody. And so sometimes it can get really lonely as a Christian. Cause mm. I, I always notice it. Like, it's so funny when you find that other Christian yeah. that works in the workplace with yep. you, you're like, we're it's best friends. <laughs> like I finally met somebody. Automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Best and, so, and so I think sometimes Christianity can feel like it's lonely. Mm-hmm. So then when right. we're inviting people into it, it's like, why would I want to be invited into something that's so lonely? Yeah. And like it's just, wow. it might just be, it might just be me yeah. in yeah. here. But I think like Jesus 
Like he came and he came to serve, he came to love, he came to save us, and he was the one who initiated. And since yeah. he did that for us, we can be the initiators and start Dang. on this mission. Um, and one of the things I was even thinking about this morning before we were talking about this podcast was uh, for anybody, especially who like is in the workplace that is serving, sometimes you can get really tired of serving and you're like, man, I'm getting burnt out, mm -hmm. I'm doing all this stuff. But one of the beautiful things I find about it is like, you can shift your mindset mm. and realize that like, it is a privilege that somebody gives you a mission. Mm. That some, so it's good. a privilege really that good. somebody gives you a task. Really so good. I would say for anybody out there, like if you're watching, um, just realize like you're not alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah really good. But, but let me, let's take it a little further. Okay. Cause you guys made some really good points. Like it's easy to say that, you know, Christianity has more to offer yeah. and you're right. not alone. But like, how do we encourage young adults in growing to know yeah. that? I think of the song "Defender," and yeah. I love that part where you it says, sing it. "It's so much." <laughs> sing it. Yeah, can sing like low key. So like, much uh, better. All yeah, pastors think rash. they can sing. All pastors <laughs> now, think they can pastor sing. Now our pastor can sing. Now our pastor can and play saxophone. Side He's note, the only though, one who should be singing. Side note, though, <laughs> shout out, shout out to our sponsors. Free Chapel yes, and Pastor Jason Franklin. Yes. We couldn't do this without yeah. our yes. pastor, yes. without his vision. So, yes. Pastor, we just want you to know that we love you. Yes. We yes. appreciate you. And he actually can sing, side note. He though, can. Right? He and can. play the saxophone. And when I he watch can. him, I'm like, don't try that at home. <laughs> don't, don't try, don't it try at that home. in a service. Or at your church. Don't bring no <laughs> instrument on stage I, if that's just you. Just kidding, everybody. I know just we're getting kidding. out of it, but that's funny. It'd be times in our young adult <laughs> services where I so want to hit a note and like go to a song, and I'll look at McKenna and the team, and I'm kind of like, Right, you know, I, I just start mouthing time. it like sing this part. <laughs> but I was thinking about the song Defender uh, yes. and that line, it says it's so much better your way. Yes. Right. So how do young adults, how do our community, how do those watch and grow to like develop this mindset and heart that man, it may be hard, it may be challenging, it may be difficult, but doing things God's way and relying on him and being a believer of Christ is so much better than, like you said, mm -hmm. Skylar, what the world can yeah. offer people. Well, immediately, I love that you said the word develop. Like, it's like right. an overtime yeah. thing. Like, I think of the analogy that we kind of hear sometimes, of like junk food and like real nourishment. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you're eating candy all day long, Dang, that's good. a steak isn't going to be as good as it is. It is good. Oh, but yeah. like when you're used to this junk, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is cool. But like, where are my Skittles? Where is my <laughs> nerve clusters? All that stuff. But I say that to be funny. But it's like we have to literally develop an appetite for what we need. Yeah. And it's like we have this That's appetite for, for lit. We have this appetite for fast. We have this appetite for all these things that are ultimately destroying us on the inside, offering nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's this like, okay. I understand this is where I'm at. I'll be real with myself. I crave the junk food. I crave the junk that the world has to offer. Yeah. I crave that, but I have to develop a an appetite. And it's for me, it's as practical as, Lord, help me have an appetite right. for the good stuff. Yeah. Help yeah. me have an appetite for your love. Help me have an appetite for what I need, for purpose, for calling, instead of just the momentary things that might like make me avoid how I really feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like healing, appetite for healing, all those things. So I do think it's a... It's a step by step, day by day. Yeah. Lord, today I need your help developing this appetite for yeah. what I need. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's why discipleship is so important. Yeah. Um, and doing life and even spaces like this, because I think to your point, like, like if you've been like kind of quote unquote, I know we use churchy phrases, but yeah. in the world, like yes. you're going out to parties yeah. at the club, um, whatever it may be, um, you know, the world is so enticing. It mm. just seems Fun. Yes. Yes. And I'm just being transparent. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, you know, like 
when people would go out, man, I felt some kind mm-hmm. of way. Like, man, they going out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was missing out. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's real. But, like, then you look at the glitz and glamour of, like, people going out, getting dressed up. Or you look at the glitz and glamour of, like, the music or, like, what people are singing about and rapping about. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't want to, like, you know, fall into getting money mm-hmm. and like having a nice car, but we it's the glitz and glamour, man. We want all of the stuff. Mm. But I just remember, you know, when I was in college, like when I would come home from the club or come home from hanging out or doing whatever ratchet stuff I was doing, we won't go into that. <laughs> um, I remember just feeling empty. Yeah. 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 Feeling more alone than yeah. I did previously. I remember just feeling like this tension of like, is this it? Yeah. And I think it's helping people understand that you are going to have moments of growing and developing, but we got to help people understand that in that growth, man, God is going to do something. So you may have a season yeah. of what it seems like isolation, yeah. but get people around you yeah. that are believers that can help you, you know, um, just walk through this thing that can answer questions so that can, you know, give you biblical context or even help you understand what the Bible is saying. Like, it's so important to have that because if you just decide, you know what, all right, I'm going to stand firm as a believer and you try to do the Christian things mm-hmm. and you don't have guidance or understanding or practicality, it's going to be mundane, boring, and yep. you're going to be like, you know what, I'm out. Yep. Mm. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit on something so good because you said it's temporary. Yeah. Like you think like being able to put like that was how, how I was for me, like going out and partying, doing all that stuff. Like you think like I want to live life like this forever yeah and then for whatever reason it gets inside of you and you go there has to be more to life than this yeah. Yeah. so it reminds me of the woman at the well like she had like we talk about like, everybody like sleeping together get your stats up like <laughs> she had numbers what, mm-hmm. pastor jordan what does that mean not uh, stats. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, like, said, oh wait, she said, <laughs> oh, um, now I'm embarrassed. And so, um, but I'm like, kidding. she had, she had stats. She had numbers of people that she had been with, mm-hmm. and like, you would think, like, the more opportunities, the more people she had had, the more love she would feel. And yeah. like, yet that was not the case. Yeah. Right. It yeah. wasn't until she met Jesus, she gets to this well and has a conversation with her that her entire life completely changes yeah. and then not only that her life changes but she, she changes his entire city yeah and so sometimes like you think what you're doing is uh like this is going to be forever ask the question like is it temporary or is it eternal yeah and that's one of the questions yeah. i ask myself on a daily basis like and what i doing now making an impact for jesus for the kingdom yeah and so uh yeah you talked about temporary man i think sometimes i love when we can make like the bible come alive yeah and paul talks about that he says you know focus on the things uh, unseen, not the things seen, because right. the things seen are temporary, yeah. but the things unseen mm-hmm. are eternal. Yeah. Right. And practically what that means is like, it looks good. Like mm-hmm. everybody's talking about the fashion, wearing the J, like, I mean, all that stuff, like having girls or guys to hang out with and do stuff with, mm-hmm. like, it looks good. Yeah. But if you can, you know, learn to like, you know, develop a trust in God in the unseen. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to get married. I don't know if I'm going to get that career, but I'm going to like trust God in this. I'm telling you in the unseen, you're going to develop something that's life changing. But again, it's eternal. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think what the other one does, the temporary is it makes an image 
Yeah. But it doesn't make a person. Yeah. And so like you end up becoming this image and like, let's be honest, you're just going to follow what everybody else is doing. Yeah. But God uniquely wired you. He uniquely wired me. He uniquely wired. I'm going to try and say this properly. Uniquely (laughs) wired y'all to be. And like the one thing I love is like you're beautifully and wonderfully made. And yet we're still trying to create ourselves to be an image that God never intended for us. And uh, I think that's, that's beautiful what you said. And I do think we have to, we have to address this and I want to hear your perspective on this too, Matto, but we have to address that it is fun. I know that they're probably like, oh, she's saying, yes, we have to say it. Being in the world offers a level of fun because that's what your appetite is. It's fun because that's what you crave. But we have to also think of it from the perspective of it's fun because that's what you crave. So let's develop a new craving. Like the same way you built the craving for the world is how you build the craving for Jesus and for holy things and for righteousness. The same way you were, you went out of your way to go out every night. You went out of your way to get whatever you You saved your money. You did whatever you need. (laughs) All of it. So now it's a, wasted it. (laughs) Exactly. So now it's a, let me go out of my way to get more of God. Let me go out of my way to be in church. Even if I could be at the club as pastor. The club. (laughs) The club. He said it was so, much conviction but just rebuilding an appetite it's really simple it's not easy but it's a simple concept of yeah. like the way i built this appetite is how i'm gonna have to build another but what yeah. would you say Matt? Yeah. i mean it's a daily decision yes. yeah. like we said we're developing it so yes. you wake up every day and the simple part is you wake up and you decide yeah what am i what am i gonna crave today what yeah. am i gonna yeah. hunger for today um, and it's about consistency. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. the second you start falling off, you know, you wake up, you're hungry that day and you read your Bible and yeah. you go um, a couple of days and you're like, oh, you know, I don't, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah. sleep today, mm-hmm. you know. And the second you start falling off and not choosing him, yeah. because it is a yeah. choice yes. and you have to choose him every day. Yeah. Um, the Bible says pick up your cross and carry it every day. It's yeah. a daily thing. Yeah. Um, and when you don't, that's when you start to lose and you start craving the other yep. things. I mean, it's like, literally as simple as like the food we eat yes you know when you go on a diet you mm-hmm. don't want those things yeah. the first day but by the end of it mm-hmm. you're like oh i can actually you know i enjoy them you mm-hmm. find different ways to cook yeah. them you yeah. find yeah. you know you do other things that yeah. make you want to eat them yeah and it's yeah. the same thing with jesus you just yes you have to choose them every day yeah. i like that like you do and but here's a here's a thought because huh. mm-hmm. you you said something gold choosing him daily you know it's a discipline you got to build consistency but one of the things I don't think we talk enough about is we, we use the word grace. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you, mm-hmm. you got grace to mm-hmm. kind of work this thing out. Mm-hmm. But here's a concept. Um, I'm curious to hear your perspective on it. But, like, I think we got to, like, help people understand that sometimes you're going to grieve. Mm. Mm. There's a grieving yes. process. Yeah. Like, in the Like, it's no different than... You know, and I say this in, in love and respect, like those who have battled alcoholism mm-hmm. or drug addic- addiction, mm-hmm. they detox. Yeah. So I think when you've had a certain lifestyle, yes. there's a grieving process. Yeah. Yeah. You're literally like, like if you're in your college campus and you decide, you know what, I'm not going out. I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to, you know, do the things yeah. to build the discipline of being a, a Christian, yeah. a believer of Jesus Christ. And you're, you're sitting here, maybe you like watching a message or something, and then people walk by your window and you're like, <laughs> like, have fun. Like, yeah. you, and I think we gotta give and speak into that, yes. give people like, and I'm not saying to like, it's grace to like keep picking it back up and things like that, 
but you're going to it's going to be a grieving process yeah. but it's okay yeah if yeah. you grieve the fact that like i used to love going out though like yeah. Yeah. no like we got to give people autonomy and space to grieve that yes. and be like get it out mm -hmm. yeah. get it out I, yeah i want to speak to that just a little bit too because a lot of what in my experience the grieving process was when your lifestyle changes, so do your, so does your friend group, you know? Come on, um, Maddo. So Come on, Maddo. the hardest thing for me and the thing that I grieved the most, I think, wasn't like going out all the time. It was the friends that I had yeah. mm -hmm. that yeah. were making the choices that I used to make. Yeah. Um, and they just weren't there as yeah. much anymore. And they were still there, you know, yeah. and they're friends, but um, not as close, not yeah. as like deep of a friendship as yeah. it was. And so you're grieving the loss of a friend who's still alive, but is no longer in your life. Mm -hmm. So like you lose people in your life. Like today, um, I think about it, it marks the one year anniversary of my grandma passing yeah. and I grieve her mm -hmm. and I think about her, but she's not here anymore. You mm -hmm. know, I know she's with Jesus. I know she's in heaven. Yeah. So it's a happy thing also. Mm -hmm. But when you grieve the loss of a friend mm -hmm. who's still lost yes. is mm -hmm. the hardest yeah. thing I think to me because you, Wish you want better for them yeah. you know you found it and you want them to find yes. it too and wow, that's really good it's just tough yeah that's definitely another part of grieving yeah so. yeah I, honestly like so when i got saved it was one of those similar situations where like i had a ton of friends and then as soon as i got saved it was like i had no friends right and it was so funny because wow. it was like i was trying to do nicer things like mm -hmm. i had a drinking problem so I, I would i would go i would wake up like starting to shake because wow. I was starting to drink so much, wow. right? And then when I got like clean and got saved, whole story there we can get into later maybe. Um, but like when I got saved, like my entire life changed. Mm. And then like I would tell my friends about it and they would like stare at me like I was weird. And then I would try and do nice things for them and they would keep their distance. Right. And I'm like, let me get this straight. When I was wrecking my life, mm. you wanted me. But when I was making my life better, you didn't want me. Wow. And like you said, that's a really hard process to go through to be like, these people, I thought they were like a ride or die with me. I thought they were going to be with me forever. And then like, it's just me and Jesus. And I would actually, it's funny on like Friday nights and Saturday nights, in order to not go to the club, mm. I would actually go to our church, but I couldn't get in, right? Cause was, the doors were locked, but I would sit outside. And because I knew I felt like God called me to be a preacher. Yeah. That's when I would actually write these messages. Mm. So it was like building this intimate relationship with God behind the scenes that nobody saw. And then mm. as soon as it was like hit 2 AM, I would go home cause I knew the clubs were like closed. Yeah. Um, but like, you're right. Like there's just such a, like a loneliness to it. And then you try and get plugged into community and church and culture. And like, it's really hard because they're not what your friends were. Right. Yeah. And so even you yourself, you're trying to adapt and like find the language. Like, how do I say this? Like, if I say a cuss word or if I do this, are they gonna like wanna keep their distance from right, me? Cause y'all right. seem to like know this stuff way more than I do. Um, but I would say like, you know, like, cause we're talking about community. Try, it's gonna take, oh, it's gonna take time. Yeah. to mm -hmm. find that community but it's not like that you adapt to the community yeah. it's that like you would still be yourself and mm -hmm. just realize like you can fit in and you're probably going to fit in yeah. with people you did not choose yeah but but at I, all but yeah. i believe like oh man this is so good like as we are developing being christians and culture yeah. we have to develop christians mm. yeah. yeah we and that means having an environment and community in the church to where mm -hmm. people feel empowered they feel love but we as the church give people grace to grow like you said something go because mm -hmm. what happens and i've seen this a lot and why people are struggling you know to navigate culture is because now they're coming into church to just learn and figure this thing out they don't know so they may slip up and cuss mm -hmm. yeah they may slip up and mm -hmm. you know say like I, I had a drink or whatever 
And sometimes we don't give them grace, but because we're not giving grace or discipling and helping them, what they'll do is Mm -hmm. they'll conform and like kind of be a chameleon Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to talk like this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, okay, they raise their hands like this. I'm going to do that too. If they, but there's no transformation. Mm -hmm. So if we don't aid as the church to help people grow a true foundation of being a believer of Jesus Christ, man, when they go into the culture, they're going to get eaten alive because they don't have not only the basic foundational understanding, but they don't have the confidence. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy to go back into something, you know, and go back to what you used to when you're not comfortable with the same thing. I I think about a a basketball analogy. Like I remember uh, like my freshman year of high school, my coach kept trying to get me to use my left hand because I'm a righty, Mm -hmm. so I'm using my right. But when I felt uncomfortable using my left, I just went back to my right. But it's like, at some point, bro, you gotta get develop a left hand. So I think that's the same thing. At some point, you have to develop your relationship with Christ um, and be confident that he is who he say he is, but he has also made you who he wanted you to be. But we gotta give people space to do that. And I wanna speak to a kind of a different perspective to this of like, I know I didn't necessarily have to have that grief of, like living a lifestyle. Because you've been saved going, all your life, no, 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 no. You came the out the womb saved. Here's the thing. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> and this is more so for my high school self, but I know we have you listening might be a college student navigating yeah. this, and I just want to speak to that. But um, I was kind of, I was really involved with church in high school, and I was really involved with, like, the church clubs at school, like preaching at school and stuff. But I wanted to be a part of the culture, so to speak. Mm. I wanted to get the invites to the things. Yeah. I wanted to you know if all my friends were going to this party where was my invite at it yeah. just it was this testimony really of like the lord keeping me from that yeah and i remember being in my room in high school like god i know you're hiding me stop hiding me like i literally <laughs> said it to the lord and he's like what like that's such a weird prayer but i know some people yeah. may feel that way and that might relate to someone saying like i feel so lonely on the flip side yeah. like i'm living the right life i want to be out here but god has literally shut every yeah. door yeah. for yeah. me to be out here And I think in those moments, I know that's a hard place, but just really trusting the Lord. And like you're saying, developing that relationship in those low moments, like you going to the church at 2 a.m. If you're having a low moment, just filling yourself up with the Lord and getting around community. Sometimes it's getting out the house. Like I'd be at the house sad and lonely, but it's like, let me call up some Christian community. Even if they're not the people I would naturally pick, like you guys said, let me get myself out of this pit that I put myself in and just receive the fact that God, you've shut the doors. You open doors that no man can open and you shut doors that no man can shut. Yeah. So let me just embrace where I'm at and make the most of it. Yeah. So. And I think you said hit it right on the head. Like yeah. friends that you might not like roll with. Like right. When I got saved, one of my best friends became this kid who loved anime. <laughs> Bro, I know nothing <laughs> about anime. And I think it's because like when you do get saved, yeah. you're, you're still looking for like, when I walk into a room, I'm like, who looks like me? Who sounds yeah. like me? Who right. talks right. like me? Right. Yeah. But when I got saved, and even today sometimes, like we talk about it, yeah. sometimes I'm like, I don't know many pastors that are like me. Yeah. Mm. I don't know even ones who have, like to have as much fun, yeah. joke right. around like, right. like we do. Right. And like, so sometimes I even walk in rooms, I'm like, oh, like we were at a young adult pastors gathering and we were talking about like my hometown, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cincinnati, you know, you know. <laughs> and like Cincinnati is known as the nasty natty. Oh. So like, oh, I snap. knew about, yeah, like, like, yeah. I know that. I had a testimony, I so I get, it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But it was so funny because like, I walked into this pastors gathering and these guys are like from the same area. Yeah. And I literally go up to them like, you 
you're from Cincinnati? And they're like, yeah, it's like nasty natty. And they like just stared at me like, and I was like, oh, you don't know. You don't oh, know. Oh, no, you don't know, man, my bad. But like, <laughs> even for me, sometimes I walk into spaces and rooms where I, I, I don't necessarily connect. Mm. But I think that's the beauty of the body of Christ. Yes. Is it's the body, there's diversity, right. there's room for people at the table, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, it's just developing that solid foundation, mm -hmm. building consistency, yeah. mm -hmm. um, knowing like, as much as you can, who God really is, his character, his nature, but who yeah. you are in Christ, because it's so important that we develop that to be able to go into the culture or the quote unquote secular yeah. to make an impact. Because aside from those things we talked about, kind of from an individual perspective, yeah. I do believe one of the challenges is the culture, i.e. the world, mm -hmm. um, or the secular space mm -hmm. has done this. They've created this, and we've talked about this before mm -hmm. just in conversation. They've separated the secular uh, from the sacred. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we've seen these in subtle ways with, you know, taking the Bible out of schools. And, you know, I've heard stories of people kind of praying in their break room and their boss is saying, hey, we can't do that here. That's offensive. Mm -hmm. So I believe, you know, young adult believers who do want to make an impact mm -hmm. on their jobs in school, they feel this sense of like pressure and almost like this don't do that, this wagging of the finger because subtly the world has created this separation of like no this is like the secular if you want the sacred just go to church yeah. you do that on your own time so i feel like young adults feel like it's almost offensive mm. to say i'm a believer so how do we help you know those watch and navigate that perspective i think <sighs> i think in today's culture yeah. um the world has fallen so in love with like all these lies mm. that christianity and the yeah. truth looks like hate yeah. Yeah. so mm. to speak you know i am a christian or to sing a worship song at work or mm -hmm. to you know talk to your friends about mm -hmm. jesus feels like you're being hateful or yeah. feels like you're being you know yeah. rude or offensive um so people just would rather not mm. i think is where we're at in today's society and mm. we've got to We've got to get away from that. Yeah, That's I agree. So good. We got to, we got to, to your point, it's either uh, an <laughs> early saw approach or a Jesus approach. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if we're going to be at school or in these places, you know, being a believer, we don't necessarily have to kill people <laughs> yeah. with yeah. religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like, I think one of the practical thoughts on this is that, like, when I step into spaces like outside of church, mm -hmm. I, I don't have to talk like a Christian, so to speak. I don't have to now put on this facade as a, I don't have to put on a Christian mm -hmm. outfit. Like, mm -hmm. I think we got to understand that once we have confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we believe in our heart that he's our Lord, mm -hmm. like, it's just our, it's just who we are. Yeah. Man. You, you know we what I'm saying? We yeah. just got to live it. We yeah. talked about it uh, at Midtown, yeah. like model it. Yes, like, exactly. Model it in how I love people. And, how, and that's what I love about Jesus, man. He didn't like roll up to people and was like, hey, ma'am, you had this well. I know you. I'm Jesus. And then stop beating <laughs> her with the word. Yeah. Right. It was relationally. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think when people see that you just like see them outside of like what you believe, mm -hmm. I'm telling you it's a beautiful connection yeah. to where they know you're not like just 
bringing religion to them, but you're trying to bring relationship, yes. which ultimately is the goal. We yes. want them to have an ultimate relationship right. with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. But when we try to be relational with people at school and, but how we get them to sort of be interested is we have to model it. Yes. Yeah. So that means what is our stance? What does the mm-hmm. word says? How are we supposed to act? How are mm-hmm. we supposed to talk? Those are things we really need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like understanding as well, like you're not a victim. Yeah. You're yeah. a Christian. You're not a yeah. victim. You're a victor. Yeah. So when you right. walk into spaces, yeah. like for me, I walk in, I'm like, God, this is your room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. But like, this is your room. Yeah. yeah. So like usually for me, I'm like looking for what's my bridge. What's my gap? Yes. One of the first things I always do, introduce yourself. What's your name? Mm-hmm get to know the person. And I think you said it right, building a relationship because yeah. like in order to reach somebody and like for Jesus, like it's sometimes going to take time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like, even if there is opposition, even if they are like mm-hmm. completely against what you believe, like you said, model it with your life. And I'm reminded yeah. of like when Pastor Jensen was talking about uh, Matthew Henry mm-hmm. and uh, he was talking about how Matthew Henry used to go to the bar yeah. every single morning. Mm-hmm. And I think it was before work. And he would like walk and he would leave these snow print footsteps behind. Yeah. Well, one day he looked behind, he saw his son was walking in the same footsteps wow. that was leading towards a bar. Wow. And so for him, he was like, oh my gosh, like he's following me yeah. where I'm headed. Wow. And I think like, if we could look at your life, like you said, modeling, mm-hmm. where are you taking people? Yeah. And so like, mm-hmm. there's going to be opposition regardless. So sometimes like if that door shuts, like Jesus said, shake the dust off your feet yeah. and yeah, keep it keep moving. It moving. Yeah. Yeah. But moving. I think when it comes to like that other stuff, I think like uh, when it comes to politics mm-hmm. and governments, I think those are some conversations that uh, people need to have. I'm thankful yeah. for our pastors able to yeah. be in the rooms like yes. that to, yeah. to create spaces. But yeah, we, we still need to fight and make sure that we still have our faith. Yeah. Yes. And, and part of modeling that is, Paul talks about it in mm-hmm. Titus 2, uh, 7 and 8. He says, be a model of good works. Mm-hmm. Right. Teaching, and I love what he says. Like, he didn't just say teaching in terms of, like, you know, speaking. But he says, teaching, showing integrity, mm-hmm. dignity in these things. So I think it's important that, like, as we are stepping into different spaces and coming across people that don't believe yeah. the things we believe in yeah and just think about what the word says the word says that my people perish for a lack of yeah. knowledge they don't have the knowledge that you may have yeah and it's not a, a cause for self-righteousness mm-hmm. but it's a a, a a space for righteousness yeah. to open up opportunities to just see people love on people understand people to where now prayerfully you have a way of yeah. connecting dots and getting them to understand what you believe yeah. and to. And yeah. there's one more aspect of it I want to talk to you that's again a little bit of a different perspective to mm-hmm. the young adult who might who is like in church and is living mm-hmm. a righteous yeah. life and is trying to navigate that space but like the whole sacred versus secular. I have been talking about this with my friends recently. Of I know, because like, when I said that, you said, mm. <laughs> you were like, mm. Hold I mean, up, I've man. been talking about it because I know there's this like almost this idea that it has to be like separate. Exactly. Right? And I think mm. as young adults, we have to be intentional that it's not just God time. It's like God time's here. We talk about whatever here. It's like, no, we need to infuse it. Like God needs life. to be in exactly. every aspect exactly. of our life in all conversations. If we start talking about scripture in our conversation, it shouldn't be deemed over spiritual. Right. Obviously you can get weird. Don't be weird. <laughs> but in the sense of if you're talking and God lays something on your heart to say that might be a little bit more spiritual, yeah. say yeah. it. It doesn't yeah. need to be these, we put God in a box and open them up when we want and then close them up when mm-hmm. we want. We need to host him well and invite him into everything yeah. Yeah. so that not only with our church friends, but with our 
our worldly friends. We yeah. can not have this weird, like, do you mind if I talk about God real quick? It's just, no, this is who I am. This yeah. is what I model, right. like you said. And right. it's not this weird separation. It's just as Christ's followers, that's who we are. Yeah, good, and right? I'm glad you said that because mm -hmm. that's what we've done. Because mm -hmm. the culture have done mm -hmm. that, we've put God in a box. Yes. Like, yeah. okay, God is on mm -hmm. Sundays or in our case with young adults mm -hmm. on Tuesdays. Right. Yeah. And but outside of that, it's like, no, I'm yeah. in a second. I can't. Can't no, be no, no, spiritual. No. Like, we have to be aware of God's presence. Yes. Like, he's omnipresent. Yes. yes. So if I'm always aware of God's presence, I'm aware of modeling who he is. Yes. I'm aware of displaying the love of God um, with true conviction, mm -hmm. standing on truth. Because mm -hmm. that, that's another aspect of it is, like, when you know truth, mm -hmm. you understand that truth navigates any space, time, or, like, you know, anything like yeah. any conversation with a person that yeah. I don't have to like dumb down truth. Right. I have to sprinkle it with a little salt. Right. But I don't have to mince truth. But when I understand truth, I'm able to guide myself yes. in conversations and things in a, in a good and healthy way. Because yeah. even down to because I'm telling you, man, when you start to really understand truth, God will jack you up. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing called conviction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even down to how we communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we need more accountability of, as believers, how we present the gospel. Yeah. How we have conversations with people. Because I'm just, I've said it, man. Like, the church has and is continuing to get a bad rap. Because you said it, Skylar. Sometimes we can just be weird. Yeah. yeah. It gets weird. It's like we're at a coffee <laughs> shop. And it's like, hey, what's up? Can I deliver you? <laughs> Person I like know. deliver me the coffee. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> right. Deliver me the journals. Like yeah, you want to deliver me? Like, I got the matcha. Pizza? Of what? And from from what? what? And it's like now that's just weird it's to weird. me. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like you don't even know the Operating person. Operating wisdom, right? And I mean, even if you felt led to pray for somebody, it's like, hey man, like, are you new? Here? Like, have conversation. Yeah. Right. Like, talk to somebody. Yeah. Get, what? What team do you, are you in the sports? Are you, because yeah. in that way, they feel like you're seeing their humanity, not just their spirit. Yeah. 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 And that's what sometimes people want. They want to know that, like, you see me. Like, yeah. yeah. And I have a little life hack for anyone watching who might be feeling that, like, maybe God is laying on your heart to maybe go up to someone and do something that seems, quote unquote, weird. Like, if you feel yeah. led to pray, if you feel led to do something, lead it by addressing the elephant in yeah. there. Like, yeah. if yeah. I feel led, like, if God lays on my heart, maybe you need to go and pray with this person or say this thing to this person. I will be like, hey, I know this is kind of random. Or just, like, addressing the fact that it could feel some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Address it, then lead, and I've seen that that has helped people to receive better. Yes. Right? So that yeah. is, like, something I would leave you with for a little practical piece but of a, advice. But to yeah. piggyback that, mm -hmm. though, too, is, like, but give people autonomy. Yes. Like, hey, you know, I feel led, right. you know, are you okay? Yes. Right. Very good. Because I think as believers, we still, like, one of the things I'm learning even more in my old age is mm. this idea of free will. Yeah. Mm. We have to give people free will mm. to navigate this spiritual space. Yeah. That even down to praying for people, they have the autonomy to say no. Right. Yeah. Right. And me not now get mad and be offended. like, yeah, right. like I'm offended. <laughs> like, you know, you, yeah. oh, you going to hell. It's yeah. like, no. <laughs> no, we got to give people autonomy to sort of have the free will to even say yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We should never try to manipulate, um, twist people arm for the gospel because then 
it becomes something else. We yeah. got to let people find their own drawing and unction yeah. and pulling yeah. to the things of God. Yeah. I think we keep going back to like the relational side of it. Yeah. We have yes. to build relationship with people and you have to show people love regardless yeah. of like their beliefs. If mm-hmm. they disagree with you or not, um, it just, it goes back to love and yeah. to relationships and how we live our lives. Like that's yeah. how we're going to bring people to Jesus. Yeah. 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 And I think like if you, I can always tell how somebody like approaches evangelism or reaching somebody or relationship with somebody based on their relationship with God. Right. Because like, if you are like the in and out person yeah. where it's like, I'm going to give you the truth and like, you're going to take it. You don't want it. I'm out brother. Yeah. And, like yeah. it sound like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, like we out here brother. But like, I think that's the aspect is like, yeah. if you're just trying to check off a box yeah. and yep. I'm just trying to reach you, but if you don't take it, I'm gone. Like yeah. that's not relationship. Yeah. But like, I have a relationship with Jesus. I can tell him anything. Mm-hmm. He already knows my thoughts yeah. about me. He like, I, he knows everything about yeah. me so I tell him so like we have conversation in the morning and I'm like yo God like just like feeling weird today like I don't know what's going on like and I start like talking to him about stuff and it's amazing like for me one of the mm. best relationships I have with God is like through writing mm. yeah. so when I write and it's not just typing on my phone it's writing and him yeah. and I have this relationship and this conversation if you're not given space to conversation yeah I see you viewing God yeah. as like somebody you work for yeah and that's right. it yeah right. that's good. really good wow. it's like I think you both are has said it you said like if they think differently if they go about things differently like give space for conversation down to under like i'm in this space where i'm trying to learn sometimes if somebody thinks differently on whatever topic it may be i just want to understand why like you know what what experiences have you gone through how were you raised or whatever to make you kind of think the way you do or feel the way you feel because you'll find out a lot of stuff about people yeah even in a, a, a short little conversation, that's like, wow. Yeah. But I think through that conversation, so much can develop like empathy mm. and compassion. And again, just understanding, which yeah. we know is the, one of the most principal uh, wisdom things that we can do according yeah. to Proverbs 4, 7. So, yeah, I think we got to definitely approach this thing a little different if we're mm-hmm. going to be Christians navigating culture. Because, yep. again, we can't let the culture or the world dictate what the church does the church has to dictate what the church i mean what the culture is doing so this is a really good conversation Mm y'all i'm grateful for it we got many more to come but we want to thank you guys so much for uh tuning in to this episode this was our first episode and our heart and our prayer is that wherever you are no matter what season you're in college if you're single if you're married if you have kids Our prayer is that as a believer in Jesus Christ, you can, you know, allow God to use you to model his character, his heart and his word. Yeah, it's so important. We have a world that's lost Mm -hmm. and they need Jesus. And God wants to use us to model him to bring people into an intimate relationship with him. So we just want to encourage you. If you have questions, uh, shoot questions on the platforms that we have. Uh, You can email us um, at aaron.marshall at freechapel.org with questions, thoughts, or concerns. You can type in the chat on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Or hit us up on our Instagram at freechapelyoungadults with comments and questions and, you know, reflections that we would love to be in prayer for you and with you. And we would love to engage even in conversations with you. We have an incredible team here and we have more people that may not be uh, visible, but they're behind the scenes that would love to connect with you, answer questions and pray for you. But lastly, we don't want to leave this podcast. Um, If you want to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, 
please let us know. We would love to talk with you, pray with you, and help you take your next step into being a model uh, for the kingdom of God. So again, through those means that I mentioned, reach out if you want to know the Lord um, personally and develop your own relationship with him. So Free Travel Young Adults, we love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to see you next time. Peace. <laughs>